Hello everyone, I have a couple of very important things I want to discuss with you before we dive into the episode itself. Um, in, in this episode, I actually interviewed Ben Oberg and he he's running a multi-million dollar business. Now, hear me out real quick. He's really soon doing a live training on how he's running a six-figure agency with just three clients. So... Uh, first things first, if you want to sign up for that, I know majority of the listeners are actually affiliates, but there will be things for you as well. But if you want to sign up for it, I will put a link at affiliatejourney.co slash ban and you can sign up for the free training over there. Now, in case you want to be an affiliate for Ben after you hear him out and hear how like raw, honest, passionate and transparent he is. And in case you want to promote some of his stuff, just connect with me. There will be my Facebook link over there as well. You can just uh, hit me up on Messenger and we can we can set you up with your affiliate thingies up and running uh, all right now that was something i wanted to discuss but let us go into the introduction now you are as always listening to affiliate journey and i'm your host miodrag milenkovic every friday i'm releasing new interviews with amazing people like ben who are six seven and eight figure earners marketers affiliate marketers and online entrepreneurs and we're diving deep into their mindset, into their strategies, tips, tricks, and tactics they are using to reap their enormous online success so that we may implement it in our business and start seeing success as soon as possible. Also, I'm releasing new solocast episodes every Tuesday where I'm sharing my journey, my stories, what worked, what hasn't, my insights and all of that fun stuff. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. And if you are listening on Apple, leaving a review would really help us. So I think that would be all for this introduction. Ben and I dove into like his story into some fun stuff at the end we even like he gave he's not in like active affiliate he was doing it only a bit before but he gave one of the best possible answers like for affiliate marketers around the end of the interview it was the last question i was amazed uh but other than that he provided amazing value i really think you're gonna enjoy it uh it was like one of my favorite interviews and i've done over 40 of them so that speaks for itself anyways without further ado enjoy my interview with ben hello everyone you're listening to affiliate journey and i'm your host miodrag milankovic Welcome back. And I have again a very special guest who actually has his record month so far. And I was amazed. Like, he knows for sure what he's doing, but making record month in such a time, like, uh, people lost so many jobs over the past two months and he's smashing it. So, there is something about it and there is wisdom to be listened here. So, please help me in welcoming Ben Oberg. Hey, man, welcome to the show. It's nice having you here. Thanks for having me here, man. I really appreciate it. 
So uh, let us, before we dive into how did you pull this off, uh, could you introduce yourself to the listeners like a bit about your background story and tell mm-hmm. us why did you choose to work online? Like why not work your nine to five or something yep. like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, my name is Ben Oberg. I'm from the Seattle area of Washington State. I live in Boise, Idaho now where ClickFunnels actually is. And, you know, from a young age, I really always had an interest in tinkering with things. I was always getting into different things. I was always exploring, you know, like anything that I saw, I was just interested in. I was taking apart stuff. I would go on bike rides. I would find trails. I'd go get muddy, build tree forts. I was always very adventurous and wanted to learn about a bunch of different things. And, you know, that allowed me to really soak up a lot of knowledge. I got to experience a lot of different things as a, as a little kid, just not necessarily because my parents were, were helping me with it, but just because like, I like to know a lot about a lot of things and I find it interesting to learn. So When I was very young, I knew at some point I wanted to have my own business, but you know, I'm like seven. I'm like, I want to have my own business. I don't know anything about business or or anything like that. So why? uh, (laughs) when, as I start growing up about 12, 13 years old, I start really like working. I'm going door to door. I'm mowing lawns. I'm taking out people's trash. You know, I'm noticing my neighbors that are like really old and can't really like walk very well. I'm like, Hey, like, I could take trash out. I can like do your weeding and your lawn and all that different stuff. Like anything that I could do to like help and ethically be able to make cash. And when I was 16, I was, you know, getting my own job and actually not working under the table anymore. And uh, it's funny because I was always like pushing that barrier in the United States. You cannot legally work until you're 16 years old, unless it's for like a family business. And so I'm like, this is stupid. Like if I want to succeed or I want to do something, but like laws prevent you from being able to do it. So I went into, you know, a nine to five job where I'm really going to school. I guess it wasn't nine to five, but I'm going to school. And I, after school, I would go work at a farmer's market. And uh, if I wasn't working at the farmer's market, I was working on a farm, like chopping wood and mending fences and things like that. So by the time I'm 16, I'm working really about 40 hours a week. In addition to school, parents get divorced. And um, my mom wasn't working at that point. So I took it upon myself to support myself. So I'm trying to be a kid and go to school, but I also have to work and I'm making sure that I'm paying for my food, my gas, my insurance, all that stuff. And that just really taught me to have a very hard work ethic and nothing about that. I regret, you know, I think uh, it was very good actually for my parents to get divorced one because they didn't get along, but two, for me, it was like, I have to be financially responsible. I have to have a hard work ethic. And that's what's put me ahead farther than many people that are two or three times my age is the work ethic that the talent doesn't matter, but the work ethic, the discipline and the focus matter. And I, I work, I'm the hardest worker in the room. Doesn't matter how big that room is. I will work my ass off and you're the one that's going to quit first. So that's really propelled me through to success. And when I got out of high school, I stopped for a second and you know, I was always the kid in class, raising their hand, interrupting, asking why we're learning this shit. I think it's dumb. Um, Irrational roots and imaginary numbers can't be applied in real life. I'm not going to use it. This is stupid. And quite frankly, fifth period of high school is a waste of my time. So I would skip. All right. And when I graduated, I'm looking at upperclassmen that had, you know, gone on to college. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. In the United States, we live in a society where we've got 
you know, $40,000 worth of student loan debt by the time we graduate. And I'm not for free education by any means, but it doesn't make sense. Go to school for four years, get a job. Statistically, your bachelor's degree, four-year college degree is going to pay you $47,000 per year. And I'm doing the math at 18, going, okay, 47K, tax, labor and industry, social security, Medicare, all that different stuff. You're making $30,000 a year take home. That is almost half the cost of living in the United States currently. And you can't even be homeless on 30K a year. So I said, no, I'm not going to do that. There's got to be another way. And so when I'm 19, I'm living in my mom's basement. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I find a job on Craigslist that is for a car salesman. And I think, you know, I know a lot about cars because I've always been interested in cars. I'm good at communicating and talking to people. Let me try this. I can probably sell cars. So for the next four years from, from uh, February 11th, 2013 to November 4th, 2016, I'm at a dealership called Jack Carroll Skagit Hyundai in Burlington, Washington. And I'm learning how to sell cars. It's like running your own business without all the risk being on you. It's being a car salesman is like having your own business within a business without liabilities, right? So I get to deal with customers, get to learn my product, get to present, get to overcome objections, close deals. And sometimes deals are easy. Sometimes they're very hard. Sometimes they take two hours. Sometimes it's a 12-month relationship with a client. So all of those skills I learned put me in a position to run my own business. And I got to the point where I'm like 21. I'm earning over $100,000 a year. I buy my first house. I'm doing well, quote unquote, you know, compared to what most people would think. But I see this rich old guy walk into the dealership all the time. He owns the dealership. And it starts making me think, you know, now is the time I really have to, like, I'm doing good. But do I want to be a car salesman my whole life? No. It's not about, you know, not necessarily having, not having a boss. It's about, I want freedom. I want to be able to travel because I love traveling. I want to be able to, you know, eat the things that I want to eat that are healthy for me. I want to experience different things. I want to have uh, an impact. And being a car salesman here is not giving me enough fulfillment or leaving a big enough impact. So I make plans to start my first business, uh, which I do while I'm at the car dealership. And this brings me on this journey of, you know, hardship and failure and pain and triumph, all this stuff. So in about 2015, I decided to start my own metal fabrication business because I know how to weld and I can work on cars and things like that. I teach myself how to grow on Instagram because I'm trying to get my products out there in front of people that will buy it. And then I teach myself how to build a website, do SEO. And I'm working 60 hours a week at the dealership. I'm working about uh, 40 hours a week at home. And combined, I'm doing about 100 to 110 hours a week. I do this for 13 months. And I'm just trying to figure out how to get out. After a few months, I start making three or $4,000 a month on my own, but it's still not enough to pay the bills. And I still need the income from the dealership. So I kind of feel stuck. And this was the most depressed point in my life because my, my dad couldn't give me good advice. Uh, my mom couldn't give me good advice. Uh, there was nobody in my life that believed in what I was doing. And everybody just said, hey, you have a good thing. Don't fuck it up. You're at this job. You're making six figures. Just be happy and content. And, and that taught me, never listen to the opinions of other people that don't have what you want. And I'm just like, what do I do? You know? And what ended up happening, I would listen to Les Brown every day on the way to work and on the way home. I'm now at the point where 
this whole transition happened. I, I used to love working at the dealership and it was fun and new and exciting. And then it became okay. And then it was like, ah, this kind of sucks. And then it was like, okay, I'm probably the most depressed human being in the world right now. And I need to leave because it's just not good for me. And so I quit on November 4th, 2016. I didn't have any money in the bank. Like legit, I had about maybe $200 in the bank. I have about $4,000 a month in bills. Um, I'm not making more than six, $700 a month on the side. Like I just quit. And Les Brown, I always tell people this. He said, you have to put yourself in the position to win where it's do or die, sink or swim. Okay. Where there's no retreat, your back's against the wall. The only way to go is forward. So I removed my option to have a safety net. You know, at least I have this job, at least I can fall back. And I made a commitment to myself that I was not going to have a plan B or, or another option. And I forced myself into production mode where I had to use whatever skills I had, even if they were little, you know, building a website or, or knowing how to do a little bit on Instagram. And those skills and putting myself in that you know, production mode where I just, I had to survive caused me to produce. And that month of November, I made almost $13,000 and it's only gone up from there. And now I have a multi-million dollar business, you know, three and a half years later. What a story. And I remember what you said at the beginning and maybe I can try to tie together. Do you think that your success today is to an extent correlated to your curiosity because I think that people who are curious and open-minded like they will win the world I, I really believe that absolutely absolutely I think that that's very important especially like obviously we're from different countries but in the United States um, for example in high school they teach you critical thinking skills but they teach you critical thinking on shit that can't be applied in real life. For example, they want to teach you how X squared to the multiple of Z equals Y divided by W. Makes zero sense. It's not applied in anything. It's, and, and it's much different than going, hey, here's an engine. I removed one part to it so it doesn't work. You need to figure out what part is missing, put it back together, and get it to work again. Like That is applicable critical thinking and a skill that can get you paid. And so I think that being curious and always questioning why, like, why are we learning this? How, do, how does this work so well? And even though it works really well, could it work better? And if I change this one thing, what would make it work less efficiently? And if you can do that on the smallest things, that happens in business too. You know, funnels, affiliate marketing, great. I sent a thousand clicks in here. When I did that from this traffic source, I had a 38% opt-in. I had 5% of people buy the front-end offer. And then I had 3% of people buy the back-end offer. You know what? That's a low front-end to back-end ratio. What if I tweak my upsell video? What if I change that? What if I, I tweak the subject lines in my emails? Are they delivering to inbox? Could they deliver better? Am I using the right email marketing service? Did I pixel this properly? Like if you start understanding all of that stuff, you understand how you could improve your health or your relationship or your business. It, it applies to everything. Being curious and not just accepting things as they are, but stopping for a second going, okay, let me just ask, is this working well? One, could it work better? You know, and based on that, should I work to tweak or try to improve this? You know what I mean? So yeah, I think absolutely. 
I love that, man. And you also said something, and this more correlates to my country. Not sure if it's everywhere, but you said I was in a high paying job, like six figures and I was mm-hmm. content. And even like friends and family were like, dude, stick with it. And I have peers over here who are either like working and it's ridiculous. It's not even like you would say six figures are good, but over here they're working for 300 bucks a month. And if they find something for like 500, they're like, that's so good. How does Mm -hmm. one change? I mean, I've been like talking to a lot of people who are like yourself, like a millionaire. It, It shifts your mindset. And I was following, like you said, you were listening to Les Brown. I was listening mm-hmm. to Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, Tom Billion, all those people. And I don't think anymore like that. I used to think that as well. So yeah. how does one shift that realization from, uh, it's okay, I, uh, they work for 300, I work for 500 bucks now, I'm happy here. Yeah. Uh, I guess that would be the question. Yeah. Well, I think that some people don't want to change. And I think that some people look at their circumstances, accept them, but they do have a voice in the back of their head that says, I want more. And for those people, there's a chance for them to be able to change their mindset about it. So in the United States, uh, the two most dangerous numbers, I think, are $100,000 and a million dollars. If you walk up to somebody on the street here in the United States, and it might be different in your country, but you're going to see you get the same numbers. In your country, maybe it's $40,000 a year. Like, whoa, maybe it's $10,000 a year. In the United States, if you asked a kid, a millennial, a high schooler, a college graduate, uh, most, you know, American middle class, 40, 50, 60 years old, hey, what's a really good income level? They'd say $100,000 a year. When you break that down, it's not, okay? In the United States, we have capitalism, all right? And at the end of the day, on $100,000 of earned income, you'll have about $35,000 go out to federal taxes, and 44 out of 50 states have a state income tax, okay? Which means at the end of the day, you'll have about $60,000 in your pocket after making $100,000, okay? And of course, there's some tax write-offs, different things, but at the end of the day, you have 60 grand. The cost to be an average human being in the United States is $53,000. So you've got $7,000 worth of success or a little glimpse of it that you can have. You can go on a vacation, blow it, and boom, you're back to your middle-class job. You could go you know, get a down payment on a car that's now going to get you into further debt, and you're boom, back into your job that you think is great because you make $100,000 a year. No, you make sixty dollars and you live an average life. Okay, $100,000 a year is not much money. Okay. So if you go in and you start your own business and you earn a hundred grand, by all means, that's a great feeling. No matter what age you are, hey, you did something, you took your knowledge, you did some amazing stuff out there, and somehow a hundred thousand dollars worth of people said you're worth a hundred grand. That's awesome. Great job. And you should be proud of that. Keep going. Okay. You hit a million dollars. You're like, whoa, I'm a millionaire. I'm a seven figure earner. That doesn't mean you know how many people say they're seven figure earners, and what that actually means to them is over the last seven years, if you add up all my shit, I've earned a million dollars, okay? And I rented this Lamborghini for a day. I'm a seven-figure earner. That's most seven-figure earners. Most seven-figure earners earn six figures. Most eight-figure earners earn seven figures. When you make a million dollars, you don't do it by yourself. Very seldomly will you do it by yourself. You have people, you need help, you need teams. At some point along that journey, like I hit a $300,000 level, and even then I had a little bit of help. But I... I had a very slow growth from 
2017 to 2018 because I wasn't advertising. I had this mindset, I don't need to advertise and ads are a waste of money. I wasn't getting help because I wanted to do everything myself and be a control freak, which I, I still am, but there's a way to scale and get the right type of help. But you don't make a million dollars by yourself, okay? You, you're gonna have advertising costs. You're gonna need teams. If you're in affiliate marketing, okay, you're gonna have somebody that creates your funnels or does your media buying. You're gonna have somebody that does your email marketing. You're gonna have somebody that designs graphics. You do all of that, then you're gonna be a slave to your business. You're gonna be spending all your time in the business rather than on the business and focused on scaling it. So you try to hit a million dollars, here's what happens. You spend 300 grand on advertising. You spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on your payroll. You have $500,000 net. In a state like California, by the, by the time you take your tax out from the federal state government, you have a quarter million dollars left. And if I'm sitting here going, okay, well last year I made 100 grand, and this year I made a million, but I only have 250,000 left at the end of the day, I'm going to feel depressed because that's bullshit. So in business, a million dollars is not enough. And my, my opinion is that I am not here, nor should you be here to be just a person in your industry, okay? You want to be the industry. Like you can be a real estate agent. You can be a real estate agent that is mentioned in a conversation frequently or you can be the real estate agent that dominates your zip code, okay? I'm not here to dabble or kind of like, I'm an affiliate marketer. I'm here to be the affiliate marketer and the top person in my industry. Like, you should be focused on being so good, not because you wanna call yourself the best and because you're high and mighty and materialistic. The point is, you should be focused on being the best version of yourself that you can be and constantly outdoing last week or yesterday's record in whatever area of it is. If you do that, you're going to occupy the industry. And I want to dominate the industry so much that when somebody buys my program and goes home and they're having sex with their girlfriend, they can't stop thinking of my name. All right. That's how much domination you should have in your industry. All right. And as weird of an analogy that is, that's anything less than that. You're, you're saying that you're second best to yourself. And if you're second best, you're in last place. So I think that if everybody just said, look, what if, what if I actually thought $100,000 was bullshit? What if I thought a million dollars was not enough? Like that's a quote I have, a million's not enough, all right? Because you break it down at the end of the day and it's not. Like for people that want a sense of fulfillment, if you, like this is me, I wanna feel fulfilled in the way that I create wealth. I want to have freedom. I wanna leave an impact. I want somebody to be able to walk up to me and say, thank you so much. You left an impact on, on my life. Not because I want the recognition, but because I want to know that I changed that person's life ethically or financially or the information I gave them or what they've been using that I've taught to scale their life or business is leaving a bigger impact than their parents, their teachers, their professors, whatever. That to me is huge. And that doesn't happen on a million dollars. Okay. <laughs> I got to spend money to get in front of everybody. I need people to know me. I've got tools. I've got expenses. And that doesn't happen having a quarter million dollars left at the end of the year. And, you know, this goes for really any, any country. Of course, you know, parts of Europe are less expensive. Parts of Europe are more expensive. Italy, you've got 47% tax. Uh, gas there is like crazy expensive and, and food, everything's expensive. So if anything, in many parts of the world, you have to make even more than you do in the United States. So I think that if people look at that or listen to this podcast, they go, oh my gosh, like it's never been explained to me that way. That makes so much sense. 
then they start going like, okay, that like, I can see, I can start to see that this guy wasn't arrogant. And you know, when you make a hundred thousand dollars or a million and you're actually in there doing the work, you'll start realizing, holy shit, like this, like a million really isn't a bunch of money. Like that's very easy to just go out the door, right? Like that. So that's what I would say. I don't even know if that answered the question. <laughs> it did. And I love the, the answer. So I feel a lot of people are in the situation you explained that you were actually recently, okay, not so recently, a couple of years ago in, and that is like, they are working on their job. Maybe they're frustrated, as you said, like even depressed, they want to leave. Maybe they started affiliate marketing or their own business on the side. And Mm -hmm. maybe either they are not making money or as you said, they are making, but maybe it's not sufficient to just leave the job. Yep. How did you, like, you went all in? Do you think that other people should should go all in? Like, what did that transition look like? And what do you think it's needed for someone to go from, okay, I'm now confident, I'm leaving the job, and I'm doing this committing, yep. and that's it? That's a great question. Uh, I had the right mindset. Like, mindset is everything. If you don't have the right mindset, you can't just listen to this podcast in a linear way and go, well, Ben says to go all in. So fuck it. I quit. I'm going to punch my boss in the throat and I'm going to walk out. You can't do that. Okay. For example, right after this podcast, I have a webinar on this webinar. People are going to learn for free at the end. They're going to get pitched on a $2,000 product. Some people are going to buy and see the value in it. Others aren't. There's going to be some haters on there. There's also going to be some people that buy and they ask this question what's the refund guarantee? Okay. If you are asking what's the refund guarantee, you're going to fail. Not just with this course, you're going to fail with everything. If your mentality is what's the refund guarantee going into a relationship, starting a business, working out, what's the likelihood of me getting a six pack? Okay. Like, are you sure if I eat McDonald's every day, I'm going to get diabetes? Like what's the refund? So if you have the wrong mindset, you're not going to succeed. You can't, you can't go all in. If you don't have the right mindset, you got to fix the mindset. Okay. So you have to have the right mentality first in anything. People that dabble never succeed. Okay. If you're listening to this and you want to dabble, just, just don't do it anyways. Like don't do it because you're, you're doing it without going all in. You're doing it without actually committing. Okay. Ty Lopez said that you succeed at the level you go in. You want to invest $50. Great. That's how much success you're going to get out of it. You want to invest $500 million? You want to have the mindset of a $500 million net worth? You're going to get out that, all right? So if you just dabble or dip your toes in, that's not the way to do it. I hear people, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of getting my feet warm and I'm not ready for that yet. And I'm just kind of dabbling. Those are the people that will go from one affiliate marketing thing to the next one, to the next one, to the next one, and blame each system on why it didn't work. Here's what didn't work. The brain between the left ear and the right ear. That's what was fucked up and that's what they need to fix. So if you're sitting here going like, you know, okay, well, I'll just quit my job because Ben said so. No, you, you need to do whatever it is you want to do once your mindset is prepared for it. Okay, here, here's how to know if you're ready. When you're sitting here going, you know what, I don't like my nine to five job and I want to quit and start my own business or I want to do affiliate marketing, whatever. Here's how you know you're ready. You're ready when all of your thoughts are, I'm going to figure it out. I don't know the way, but I'm going to crush it. Okay. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to soak up every bit of information. I'm not going to give attention to plan B. There's no room for plan B's in business. Okay. I'm going to go all in. This is going to work. I'm not just going to 
act busy or do busy work. I'm going to focus on the work that I know is going to produce the most results. I'm going to ask questions to my mentor when I get stuck, okay? I'm going to soak up all the information. I'm going to listen to the opinions of people that do have what I want, not my middle class mommy and daddy, not my friend that told me that affiliate marketing is a scam. That's when you know that you will succeed. When you're asking questions or thinking things like, what's the minimum investment? What's the minimum amount of time? What's the refund guarantee, okay? What if this doesn't work? If you're thinking and asking those questions, you're not ready. You're ready once you come to the realization that there's no room for what's the refund guarantee? What if this doesn't work? How much time is involved? What's the minimum amount of time or money I can invest? If you're asking or thinking any of those questions, don't buy the course. Don't join the affiliate program, okay? Don't dabble in it. Don't quit your job. If your mindset is, I'm going to crush it, all right? I don't have shit in my bank account, but I'm going to dominate because I know how to talk to people, because I'm thirsty, because I want to win, because I enjoy working with people, because I'm going to ask questions, because I'm going to soak up all the information, because I'm going to take notes. I take notes every day on stuff, right? I write down my goals morning and night. It's the first and last thing I do. If that is your mindset, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to know all the answers. I didn't have shit for answers. I just stuck myself on my living room floor. I didn't have any furniture. I had a computer and a coffee table. That's what I could afford. But my mindset was the most valuable asset that I had. And I knew like, I'm going to figure it out. And period, like I'm going to figure it out. If you have that mindset, I'm going to figure it out then you're going to succeed. It doesn't matter the lack of funds in your bank account. You will succeed. There's skills in here that you never truly un unleash to their full potential unless you put yourself in the position to actually use them. Like if you've got a fallback, if you're sitting here going, well, at least I have a savings account or at least I can go back to my job. At least I can go back and live with mom and dad. Then you're never actually putting yourself in a position where you have to rely on your skills. That's, that's it. I mean, like, think about being a freaking caveman. Like back in the day is like, you know, I have to find a new rock to, you know, sleep under today. And if I don't, I'm going to get eaten by a saber tooth tiger. Okay. So when you put yourself in a situation where you're either going to get mauled to death by a tiger, the size of a dinosaur, or find a new cave to sleep in, you're going to find a new damn cave to sleep in. All right. If the caveman didn't have a saber-toothed tiger there to eat him, he wouldn't be worried about it. If he had a nine-to-five job to go to, he wouldn't be worried about that, all right? Once you put yourself in the position where you have to use your skills, you will find yourself producing, creating more results than you probably ever have. Love it, man. Maybe it will make some people mad, but I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, we are running out of time. Could you maybe in one minute elaborate? You said before we started talking, uh, you were like top second, I think, in some affiliate contest. Yep. So if you were to if you were to give maybe one piece of advice to affiliates, what should they focus on to to skyrocket their results? Like, yep. what would that piece of advice be? The biggest mistake I see people making, like amateur affiliates, is that whatever system there is, it doesn't matter if it's a make money online affiliate or cosmetics or, or, or Amway or Shackley or, you know, whatever it is, but they just like look at their products, they grab their links and they just start messaging people. All right. It would be like, it's like a turtle humping a shoe. It makes no sense. The shoe's not going to have turtle babies. It makes zero sense. Okay. You have to 
position yourself as an expert. You have to like, it's, it's a great analogy. Like you have to position yourself as an expert. All right. Um, if you just immediately just blast off links to people and you're just shooting blanks, you're just hoping that somebody like, think about what you're doing. Okay. It'd, it'd be like me walking up to a person on the street and just saying pineapples. Like, what does that even mean? You're going to confuse the shit out of them. Okay. So you have to provide value on your socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. All right. In one direction. Here's the, like, here's the whole affiliate 101. Okay. Class in session. You go, all right, I'm an affiliate of a make money online opportunity. Okay. Now, you know, the subject of the content, you need to post valuable content without pitching, without pitching at all about making money online. You need to provide a little bit of strategy. You need to provide as much value as possible. You do that in the form of text on Facebook. You go Facebook Live at a specific time every single week, Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific time, every Monday, so people expect it. At the same time, you wanna go look at affiliates that are very successful. Doesn't even have to be in your company, but kinda in your niche. Look at all the people that comment on their posts on Facebook, add them. Find like three top affiliates, add them every single day for like three weeks straight. Simultaneously, you have all this value you're posting on Facebook, okay? Get in that DMO. I call it daily method of operation every single day, all right? And just provide value, okay? Number one way to make money online in 2020 is blah, 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 blah. The reason this is the best way is because blah, 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 blah. The reason this works so well is because I've been able to, in the last XYZ amount of days, get 25 new leads and two sales. Even if you don't have shit for results, talk about other people's results you know. Talk about the results that successful people have in the industry. Be confident in that, okay? Post that stuff while you're adding people that are already following other affiliates. Now these people are going to latch on. They're going to start liking. They're going to start commenting. Every single like or comment you get when you're starting out, message them. Shoot them a message, a voice message, okay? Take out your little messenger app on, on Facebook here and go, hey, Bob, hope you're having an awesome day. Listen, I saw that you took a look at the video that I posted on Facebook. Hey, let me know if you have any questions about it. As a matter of fact, are, are you an affiliate? What, what are your business goals? Uh, hey, again, really appreciate your time, Bob. Look forward to, uh, to you having a good day. And, and hey, if I don't hear back from you, have a kick-ass day. Hope you crush your goals. Bob is going to listen to that and he's not going to be able to help not responding to you. You didn't pitch. You weren't like, hey, Bob, I have this affiliate thing. I noticed you're liking it. Here's the link. Buy my shit. You're just having a conversation. Build rapport. Find common ground. And then Bob's going to start asking you questions. As soon as he starts asking you questions, boom. Now you grab on like a rabid dog that is in, in your yard, okay, and you don't let go. All right? That's what you do. On TikTok, same damn thing. TikTok is a platform you can go viral on, get massive engagement. You just post videos and they don't have to be crazy. I have videos that get five, 600,000 views. I got my link in there in my bio. I get traffic for free. I've made tens of thousands of dollars this month on TikTok alone. And I started only six weeks ago, okay? And all I'm doing is posting videos like top five ways to make money online. You can do MLMs, you can do affiliate marketing, you can do drop shipping, you can start a digital profit agency, or you can create your own course and sell your own digital products or services. You can do this in any niche. And right now you have more attention online because everybody's quarantined at home. You want to know more? DM me on Instagram. All these people on TikTok add me on Instagram. They DM me. I work conversations and I turn them into deals. Okay. You have to position yourself as an expert build rapport, make friends, provide value. 
Once you start getting engagement, use that to simply have conversations, build more rapport, make friends, and don't like talk about random things like, like the weather or some bullshit, but make friends, keep it business, keep it professional. And when they start asking you stuff, then you start kind of, this is what I do. And this is, and man, I love it. Drop those links in there. And as soon as they express an interest, here's what I have. Okay. I have this wristband right here and it says, uh, work the deal. It says work the deal till they buy or die. Okay. That's the motto. As soon as they, and it's not to be an, an asshole. Okay. It's that look, most people, when they get rejected and told, no, they just give up. Here's the thing. Every sale that you get, you will get if you work to get the sale. Some sales happen on the very first day. Some sales take 30, 60, 90 days a year, right? Regardless of what industry you're in. And just because they said no the first time doesn't mean that they're gonna say no the second, third, or the 50th time. It simply means you gotta build relationship. You gotta overcome objections. You gotta make friends, find the common ground. And when they feel comfortable with you, when they like you, they like the product, it's the right fit for them, they will buy. Okay, so if you get told no the first time, write that person down. Like write that Bob Smith said no, this is why he said no. Here's the date. Start writing that down and every day you just start working those leads. And if you treat them like that over time, you get them in the pipeline and you, st you just start having conversations. And here's the funny thing about that. I love when people don't buy right away because if they buy right away, my relationship's only you know an hour long, right? But if they buy six months from now, that relationship has been built for six months, all right? I literally have relationships that I've built before somebody's bought my product from me, whether it was, you know, $1,000 or 30 grand. By the time I'm six months in, I can literally say shit like, dude, just get out your damn credit card. Let me swipe your credit card. Let me take your money. Come on, let me just, let me just run 30 grand right now. Come on, Bob. And I can say that because I'm getting along with my clients so well by now. What that does then is later on down the line, when I have another product or another service, you know how easy it is to have that conversation? Because we've been friends, we've been partners, we've been in business together. You've bought my shit for a year now, okay? I'm getting your results. When I go back in to get that second sale from you, the ice is already broken. You trust me, you like me, all right? We're gonna do business again. So you just gotta work the deal. Uh, that's my long answer for what advice would I give to new affiliates? Man, you are not an active affiliate, but that's one of the best pieces of advice I've heard in such a short, quote unquote, amounts of time. All right, you are in a hurry. Could you share with the listeners how can they connect with you, learn more about you, where can they go? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can get me on uh, TikTok, Ben Oberg official. You can get me on Instagram at Ben Oberg. Um, if you want to uh, connect with me on YouTube, it's Ben Oberg as well. Uh, shoot, shoot me an email at support at millionairemafia.co. Uh, any one of those. I check my emails every single day. Uh, I check my Instagram DMs. You can add me on TikTok, subscribe to my YouTube. Um, and on any one of those, you'll see links to go in, take a look at my product services, uh, get involved with that. So, yeah. All right, everyone, you heard him. And as always, links will be also at the show notes at affiliatejourney.co slash Ben. So go check it out, connect with him. And Ben, appreciate your time and talk soon. Thank you very much. Appreciate yours, man. Goodbye.
didn't I tell you? Ben is amazing. I so much enjoyed the interview. I resonated with a big part of his story actually and awesome, awesome stuff. Again, if you want to connect with him or if you want to become his affiliate and don't forget to sign up for his live training. All of that you can do at affiliatejourney.co slash Ben. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. It helps the show grow. It helps us bring more awesome guests to serve you. And yeah, that would be pretty much all. And until the next time, cheers for your success.